Hello everyone, my name is David Campman and this is of Tech and Learning, where we cover technology, learning, and education, and everything in between. Took a minor break and now I'm back. This week's topic, social media and specifically Snapchat in higher education. everybody welcome back this is episode 7 like I said and you might have noticed there was a short little break between episode 6 and 7 I happen to have a little bit of nasal surgery and it makes it very difficult to talk let alone listen to uh, what I was saying although it could have been kind of an entertaining episode where I would be talking very stuffful to kind of like that like I can't even do how I was talking but uh, I spared you guys that experience, so you're welcome. But we're moving on. So today's topic is uh, the progress of social media, and I kind of want to compare it to how it's filtered into higher education. So most of the higher education professional development that I have seen taking place, the networking and the largest majority of engagement, I guess would be the way to say it, of uh, uh, people in higher education on social media would have to be in Twitter. And I think most of you would probably agree with that. It seems to be the place for open discussion, which fits very well with the mindset of higher education. So there are you know, pockets of discussion in other networks, uh, Facebook, there's groups, uh, various groups that are very popular, and um, there's also just the private discussion where academics are following and friending each other on Facebook, and they discuss things there. And LinkedIn also has its own level of professionaliz uh, professionalism and networking going on, uh, which is very useful as well. But I would have to say that kind of Twitter is the, the mainstay uh, for higher education. Now, I'm bringing this up because, first off, I love that that is what has taken place. And I'm kind of confused why there hasn't been more collaboration between higher education and Twitter. Does Twitter even care or know that a lot of their users are academics and understand the importance that that brings with it? Um, because as much as people say higher education needs disruption and whatnot, it's a very important part of society and the development of culture and continuation of culture. So... I really would love to see some more engagement, you know, Twitter kind of partaking in some of the conferences or something where it's taking place. So that would be kind of interesting to see. But moving on from that, there's some newer social networks that are coming out. There always are social networks coming out. If you don't follow that type of the world, well, you're not missing too much because they come and go very frequently. Um, 
just this year alone, I can count three or four that I have used and then stopped using. So it come and go. But one that has taken a hold and more importantly has taken an extremely strong hold with our students is Snapchat. And I think, you know, it's worth talking about in higher education. Um, there was just recently a blog post done by I Zhang, and it was posted on the iSocialFans website. And for those of you that don't know who he is, he is a change evangelist, someone that is working with businesses and in, uh, different people in industries to um, embrace you know, change and future and adapt, I guess would be the way to think of him. He's a very interesting guy and worth checking out as well. But uh, the blog post is the thing I want to talk about because it's a good blog post and it's specifically about um, five ways to use Snapchat in teaching and learning for higher education. So there is a lot to kind of go back and forth with on this. Um, if you don't know what Snapchat is, just a quick run through. Snapchat is the social network where things, after you view them, you cannot view again or you cannot, you know, for the most part, view again. They are gone from your view unless you screenshot them, but you can't screenshot a video. On top of that, anything you post disappears in 24 hours if you post it to your story. So the, right there, there is an automatic disconnect between education and Snapchat because in education, we're not real big fans of the stuff that we create to share with our students disappearing for good and bad. We need documentation. We need proof of what we covered with our students, etc., etc. So as a teaching tool, it is automatically going to be a little source of discontent, uh, you know, straining the relationship already. But on the flip side of it, when you really think about when you view stuff, I mean, for the most part, you view it once and then you're not really coming back to it. I mean, uh, when you go through anything on social media, so I look at Twitter, you know, it's very, very popular. For higher education, like I said, it's a kind of the mainstay, but I don't look back at people's tweets, you know, 10 days earlier or anything like that. Every once in a while, like at a conference type of thing, I will, but for the most part, it's a there and now, continue that conversation forward. So the documentation part, I think, might be more scary than an actual major hurdle. But uh, fear and a little bit of angst is a hurdle in and of itself, I suppose. So it is possible to be used. Now, I say it like this because I teach social media marketing. So I actually do use Snapchat in my class with my students. But it's very structured, obviously, because I'm using it for a very distinct purpose for most of the semester. I'm using it for assignments. So when they complete, uh, I give them different things they need to do. They need to post on various topics. They need to do something. 
I always ask them to document it themselves by downloading their work, which Snapchat allows, and then they submit that to the coursework uh, area in our LMS. So there, there's, an, a, there's a visual and documentation of what they did in Snapchat for an assignment. But for classes where they're not social media marketing, which there happen to be quite a few of those, obviously, that really doesn't work out the same. So you can't probably use it as a direct line, but it could be a really useful tool to engage with the student, a place where they could ask a question and you could reply a response. You know, and then if you wanted that documentation of your response, you can obviously download your own and post it available other places to the rest of the class that maybe didn't see it there. So it could be very useful in that opportunity. There's also some of the things that are very, very popular with Snapchat, specifically geo filters, those and the all the different facial filters. Now, these are extremely popular and they could be useful for di different events. Um, a way to engage students on a completely different level than we've ever really done in higher education where the institution could create a filter or your class could create a filter specific towards your content and blend that into some material that you're doing in class. So taking the discussion, taking the class into Snapchat. Now, if this scares you as an idea and you might think, ah, this might not be a great idea, well, you could be right. And it probably is a little scary to almost every instructor out there. Um, that's why it's on this kind of bleeding edge of what you can do with social media. But it's one of those things where if you don't try it, you might not ever find out if it could work. I'll tell you this. If you go ahead and you make a Snapchat filter for your class, a geo filter, and a geofilter means if your students are using Snapchat inside of the geolocation that you mapped out, then they can use the filter and apply it to their image or video. Now, if you try it, I guarantee that you won't start a riot. Okay? <laughs> it may not be extremely useful. It may be really useful in engaging your students in a way you didn't ever expect. And it might just be a one-time thing that worked and now it probably isn't going to work again. You know, it was the shiny tool and it didn't work. But I think it's time for education in general to look at Snapchat and say, let's give it a try to reach our students. Because unlike Facebook, unlike Twitter, it really has captivated our current student body at a level that previous social networks never did. When Facebook was really spreading crazy across the higher education system with students, I was in college and it was very useful, but that was a time before businesses really even jumped on to social media, let alone you know, any, any type of thing of thinking your professor might 
be using it with a class. We're at a different point in social media's timeline. So let's give it a try. And I would love to hear what some of the different people in education are using Snapchat for and how successful it's gone or, you know, did you learn that really didn't work? It was kind of nice, but not worth the effort because that's how you're going to grow is making those trial and errors. And like I said, you're not going to start a riot. Don't worry about that part of it. Okay. So this was a fun topic for me. I really love it. And I'm going to be at a conference next week. Uh, the Online Learning Consortium has the Innovate Conference. It's a first conference of theirs on, on this one. Uh, it's its first event, I guess would be the way to say it. First premiere or something. I don't know the correct terminology for a first uh, time of a conference. But this should be a really fun conference. And I am going to be talking to them about Snapchat. I'm going to be Snapchatting all over the place. Uh, after using it with my class, I've become very much interested in it. I love sharing different things on it with people. Uh, my handle on Snapchat is just simply D Campman, K-A-M-P-M-A-N-N. So, you know, you can check me out there and, you know, engage with me. Um, I love the fact in Snapchat I can chat with people and get responses, and I don't think I would have had any shot of getting any response from them on any of the other social networks. I honestly don't, but I do on Snapchat, so I love it for that reason. But thank you, and um, look forward to a fun podcast next week. Uh, next week, I'm going to be at the conference, and maybe we'll do a video podcast next week. I don't know. We'll see what happens. So, Thank you again for taking the time to listen, and I hope that you got possibly some ideas of things to try, and have a very excellent day.